that ACPC is insane. And I spoke about this last wipe and they need to remove the Kajura craft. It's breaking the game. It's breaking the game. Um, Airlings like, shut up. Everyone's like, shut up. Shut up. Stop talking about the Kajura craft. He's going to start talking about my SA-58 barter here before too long, too. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continued development game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm an editor for the man right next to me over here, Mr. Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, hopefully helping you guys get better at the game. And today we welcome back Mr. Airwing Marine himself, the main man, um, back on as our guest for September. Um, I hope you're doing fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me back on. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, so, as we usually start off, Church, how's it going? How's your week <clears> been? <throat> What's going on? It's going good. Um, yeah, same old, same old, staying busy. Playing Are some you... games. I recently got into um, Monster Train, like a card. Monster Train. Yeah, it's like a card deck builder dungeon crawler kind of like play the spire okay and, uh yeah i'm like a sucker for those games actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've i've got enough to do so don't don't even i will just try to forget the name of that game so i don't even um, <laughs> tempted to look it up um are you um remind me are you still on your talk of break at the moment i am i am still actively every once a day i go in and i cycle out my hideout stuff um but yeah otherwise yeah okay that's 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 sensible that's sensible i mean yeah like for me everything's i've got an awful lot going on at the moment there's like a ton of stuff going on so i've not been playing as much as i, I would like to be yeah. but you know obviously actually keeping up with uh, with what's going on so um i mean erwin you probably have more more to say than, than we do this week uh, <laughs> honestly oh, like how's it been going for you I've, you know i've been uh you know popping in watching your stuff every now and then you know it's uh it's going all it seems to be going well for you it's uh yeah things are going great it's hard to keep up with everything to be honest with you so much goes on and then you get plugged into a little bit of the drama that goes on twitter or what's going on in your own discord or you know then 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 you can worry about the game everything else seems to be overwhelming everywhere else as far as trying to keep up with what's actually happening bsg's great at giving us information so it's not like you have to dig for it or anything (laughs) yeah that's that's definitely true that's definitely true i mean there's been some stuff going on um this week in general i mean yeah church i think you like had a list of some of the updates that that had uh that had been coming out um i mean just before we go into any of it i do have yeah. to say that the tarkov twitter which has kind of been my place of respite and safe haven since pretty much not really visiting reddit all that much anymore has also somehow become tarnished and now i just feel like a lost boy in the wilderness with no place to call home. It's quite, I don't know. I've become quite demoralized by all forms of talk of social media at the moment. And I'm actually just kind of like trying not to spend too long on it. Cause every time I do, there's like not nothing that's actually that much interest. And it's honestly really bored me. Um, and, yeah. and disappointed me in the past, like couple of, couple of weeks. So I don't know. I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's just like it yeah, sucks, no. dude. It actually really sucks. Like I just feel like people are more unhappy than they ever have been, and it's just 
um lots of unconstructed stuff i mean there's some good stuff on there but i feel like there's it's people sort of desperately trying to fight back against you know a wave of um pessimism and sure. moaning and whining and just general misery and honestly it's putting me off even like opening it up and reading it at the moment oh 100% same i normally when i go on these breaks i i still stay very plugged in um but now i'm like just youtube <laughs> news like i i just don't even yeah twitter is just really really rough i feel like reddit's a better in some regards because there's actual like conversation sometimes twitter is just like that youtube comment section where you just like spitting out your thoughts into the, to the void you know it's like i don't know yeah exactly i mean Erwin, i don't know how like i guess it's time to kind of focus as you said like on your own community discords and that kind of stuff because you tend to get a lot more constructive you know you've kind of like i guess curated your own culture within you know each discord and i know you know my discord's not like the most active discord ever i don't really push it it's just kind of a place for people to go who want to go there um so you know but it's nice reading what people say in there and i assume yours your community is probably similar right like the the discord and your stream chat kind of reflects like it is stream um right? the bigger part of it is is just trying to keep it under control um trying to keep people positive and not negative and still give people a place to vent because that's what i you know a lot of it is just people venting they get killed in a raid because they lag or desync or hacker or whatever it may be and they want a place to vent and that's fine but there's a limit to it that i tolerate it in the discord and my mods tolerate it because you know it doesn't do anything but drag everybody else down and then you're talking about it in twitter same thing right when all you see yeah. is negative shit on twitter it puts you in a bad mood and i like i, I watch landmark quite a bit um when i'm not streaming myself and I've noticed that even when he, like, if he's having a really bad day on Tarkov, like, it drags me down even. Like, like I'm like, man, I don't even feel like doing a video for Tarkov right now because he was having such a bad day. And that applies to everything, right? It applies to uh, Twitter, obviously. Twitter's just in the tire fire that I call, uh, or what I call Reddit, the tire fire place, the Somalia tire fire. And uh, uh, then your Discord, you know, if you don't keep control of the Discord, if you don't kind of steer it and guide it and try to keep people positive and talk about constructive things and actually add value then it just spirals into a trash heap and i think that's what's happened in twitter you've got so many of these long-term players that are getting bored with tarkov because they've been playing it for two years um along with a vocal place for people to gripe about issues in the game um and that's all people see and nobody retweets the you know, I had an awesome raid stuff. They retweet the, you know, I got killed by a hacker. You know, that's what they retweet. And that's kind of a product. I mean, you look at Twitter outside of video gaming and that's kind of what it is anyways. So yeah. uh, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that, Gigabeef. I just steer clear of Twitter. I use it to post. I'll watch. I'll look at a couple of things. But God, if I look at it for more than five minutes and my Airwing Marine Twitter is nothing but Tarkov. That's all it is, is Tarkov and some video game news, right? Yeah. And, you know, I get some Devin Nash and Harris Heller stuff that comes across now and again. and. Even that's got some bullshit going on now too, unfortunately. But uh, as far as Tarkov Twitter is concerned, it just, I noticed it when I was on vacation and maybe it's kind of the same thing with you. I unplugged from Tarkov for a week and all I had, the only connection I had to the community really was Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, what happened to the game while I was gone? And I get back and it's exactly the same. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Twitter kind of like whips itself up into these frenzies. I mean, someone someone saying in chat like, "What's been going on?" I have no clue. I mean, it's like just very, very, very broadly, right? Because like Reddit was pretty much just completely infested with people saying like, "Oh my god, cheaters everywhere! Oh, cheaters, cheaters, cheaters!" And then Twitter's full of people talking about like place that the playstyles thing has just got like way out of control. That's that's the thing. That's really the thing on Twitter because people complaining about like desync and stuff and cheaters and whatever is like the same kind of on every platform. But the thing on Twitter that's just like crazy is people being like, "Watch this clip. I get killed by somebody, and I'm going to call him a crab." or a rat or whatever and like watch this clip this guy's chad shift w and it's just like team shift w versus team rat and it's just like non-stop endless like there's no there's no end to this argument it's just like it's it just doesn't really make any sense right um and everyone just needs to just like get on with their lives and just play the game and it's just yeah it's just like it's just stupid and this is the thing because i i don't mind there being like heated up stuff and like some drama or whatever but it's just like it's so pointless and doesn't it doesn't like add anything it's just it's just very very boring Wait, um, wait, are you, you're saying we're supposed to have fun and enjoy playing Tarkov? Well, I actually got a lot of comments from my that's last a, video. That's a novel like, concept. <laughs> I like put up some raid highlights last week because I was like super, super, super busy and I didn't have anything like ready to go. Um, And I was like away for like half the week and stuff. So I was just like, actually, you know, I've had some really good raids. It's time to put up like how to have fun in Tarkov with, you know, some proper raid highlights. And um, tons of people were just like, you can't, you're doing it wrong, you know, Blah 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 blah, but it was actually most of them in, in good, you know, in good spirits. So, um, so it was funny. But yeah, like I don't know, it's one of those things. It's just Tarkov does bring out the, the worst in people sometimes, especially when you know. Oh, hundred percent. I think it's one of those things where like people are kind of at, like semi breaking point anyway, just playing the game because of the way it's structured. And then when you've got like a couple of other issues laid on top, plus like the cheating thing, really is. I think that's the underlying like straw that's broke the the collective community's back. Really, so even though people are complaining about other stuff, it's really like the overall frustration over the cheating thing that's kind of like bubbling over. I think. Um, yeah, from uh, personal experience, that's yeah. That, that's the, that's about the only thing that'll put a really really bad taste in my mouth. That takes it. Like after if I get if I die to a hacker, especially like a rage hacker, like a really bad one, you know, where it's like he shot me through a wall with eight, five, six, eight, one, fifteen times and didn't miss. And, you know, that that right there, it's it's hard to recover from a lot of the other shit that happens in the games, bugs, yeah. desync, shit like that. I die, whatever I move on, I load up and get, get in again. But there's just something about dying like that. And yeah. so it's understandable. It's super understandable when that is brought that that's what percolates to the top it definitely is going to get a lot more attention from people um because it does suck it, it it you know we talk about it in my chat quite a bit Every, i'm sure everybody is that's streaming right now it's fucking one of the most common things talked about right now with is cheating and you know other games you know you get cheated on call of duty right let's say you're playing Warzone and you die in the first five minutes what did it cost you it cost you five minutes you go into a raid in tarkov and let's say you make it 20 minutes into the raid and you've looted and you've got all that money and loot on you and you've got a 500,000 ruble kit, which is actually a pretty cheap kit when you look at ammo and meds and everything like that, right? And you die and you get killed by a hacker out of nowhere. Nothing, just you lost all of that. And what does it take to get that back? How much time did that guy just steal from you? Yeah. And that to me, that that's how I see it. That's That's the part that I think boils down what is the biggest thing with bothering people is some hacker just stolen it you know five hundred thousand rubles to some people is three hours of gameplay you know other people might be able oh i can do that in 20 minutes well good for you that your experiences isn't the same as everybody else's that guy mm -hmm. just got three hours of life stolen from him yeah. for nothing because some guy wanted to, to hack yeah yeah exactly exactly um so yeah it's it gets people 
very 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 frustrated but yeah at the end of the day right you know bsg are doing what they can and like it's just like every other issue you know it's just gotta wait and see and just play the game and i think like nice guy put out a video today where he basically said if you're not having fun stop playing, playing a bit <laughs> and come back like just yeah know, if you're not if you're not enjoying it then, then stop playing i think that's i think that's basically it right um so there were some other issues as well uh you I think you reminded me with some of your your bullets, Church. But um, yeah, load of people got banned. Was this the start of this week, or was it the end of last week, or something? There was like fifty. Last week. Like, I think it was streamers. the end of last week. Yeah, fifty big streamers got banned randomly, and the battle state said, "Oh, it was some it was some back end error or something," and everyone was like, "All right." Um, so that was just kind of like that was kind of random. I don't think anybody is still banned. I think it's all sorted. As far as I'm I mean, concerned, as everybody uh, anybody we know, as far as big streamers. I and mean, what is, happens yeah. to the little guy that's like a that's not a streamer or just your everyday player yeah. and he gets banned and he's like what the fuck and he just quits right like yeah, how many of those are out there again on all these threads you always see people being like well i you know this happened to me six months ago and there's no one here to help me i don't record my games or whatever and so it's it's, it's tricky because there's always been this kind of you know leniency towards you know big streamers or whatever um and big content creators which is like like it's semi-understandable you've got like concrete proof that you weren't and also you know better access to reach out in various channels it's just kind of like i kind of it sucks for the small guy it really does but also like it's so much easier to unban somebody who's you know got actual proof and is like a, a bigger member of the community and has the ways to actually reach people it's just kind of like the way the world is it's like it's not it's yeah. not great it's not good but it's very hard to fix um or just don't you know just don't incorrectly ban these people in the first place but it's apparently apparently quite difficult um um but but the one the one the one shining point of optimism i think in the whole the whole thing which i actually unfortunately did miss out on which was a real a real shame um was the the new event that was over yeah last week um and then finished which was the rishala on shoreline in resort which you know, it's another one with those law-based letters goes on, out on Twitter, or whatever, which I absolutely adore. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, mixing up the game like that is like super, super fun. Um, I mean, me and Church have talked about this to you know, no end about just how awesome this kind of thing is. So it's just it's nice to see them continue in this way um, and continue to just like do random stuff because people really enjoy themselves when it's you know fresh and new and different. And then it gets this resets and goes back to the way that it was. And it also allows them to try things and at the moment it's just kind of like entertaining and fun stuff but it also will in the future allow them to do like whatever because you can kind of do anything you like if everyone knows after three days it's going to go away um it kind of gives them a lot of scope for actual testing rather than just kind of like giving the playbase something fun to do um which is quite good did you um did you participate in i'm sure you probably did uh as i said i wasn't able to actually go and <laughs> actually do it i only i only did two uh two scab raids during the whole thing <laughs> um i never did any pmc raids Cause I didn't play, I didn't really play all weekend. Um, I had some other okay. stuff going on and, uh, I watched a lot of guys play it. And then when I finally got on Sunday night to try it at that point, what I was seeing pretty much across the board was you, you know, the aggressive players, you'd have like one or two run into resort. They'd loot, they'd fight, they do everything. And then there's like 10 people circling resort waiting for you to come out. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to, I, I'll, I've, I watched the good clips on uh, on the other streams and got my entertainment there. I'll I'll pass on getting shot trying to get out of sight of resort. Yep. 
I think that kind of that kind of makes sense. I would have liked to have tried it at least, to be honest. But um, it's it's almost a shame in that I was kind of like playing like a casual player over the past like two weeks or something, and like you see people being like, "Oh well, you know, if it only is only over a couple of days, some people didn't get the chance to play." And in this case, and I'm you know fell into that category of being like, oh, "It's actually a shame because it's like a one off thing; it's never coming back. And if you miss that, then that's it. You know, you don't get to try it again." Um, but I, yeah. I actually kind of don't mind in some ways. I think one of the things that I noticed, I, the, the thing that I like the most about it, but honestly put the biggest smile on my face, is a lot of the people that I see on Twitter that complain the most about the state of the game, if you will, um, that still play it, but I, I, I flatly put wine a lot. They, It was like the most enjoyment they've had in Tarkov in six months. I was going to say this, yeah. I, I saw, I can ver- verify, I saw so much like positive engagement or positive praise from Tarkov Twitter during that it was it was short lived, but you know it was like really you know yeah it was good, it was good. It ended really quickly though. It's all like you said. It's all back to <laughs> yeah. Matt versus Dan, yeah. and every single one of that. I, like I just some of that stuff. I just wanted the the people that are chads yelling about rats or rats yelling about chads. I want to put like a camera behind them and watch them play because I guarantee you there's a time where they kill somebody. There's a there's a rat that kills a, a or a chad that kills somebody like a rat, and there's definitely rats that kill people like chads. It happens. Mm-hmm. Just how yeah. you play the game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. the best players in the game aren't rats or chads. They're dynamic, right? I mean, watch Landmark, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody's like, Landmark's the ultimate W key. He's really not. He's like, he's insanely smart yeah. about how he plays. And yeah. I just wish people would take that more to heart. And instead of getting pissed off because somebody else plays a game a different way, you know, learn how even, to beat that. I don't even think it's that. I think it's people just want an excuse. You know what I mean? I died and it's like, Man, that guy was a rat. You know what I mean? That's why I died, because he was a rat. You know, it's like, it's this, it's this. I, I remember seeing this with like my little brother. You know, he was playing, like, I would play, we were playing Apex, but he's playing on console. And then I was watching him play with his friends, and they were, you know, they're just like, kid, you know, they're, they're not, I'm over here like a sweat lord. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's compete. Let's get this diamond thick. You know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, man, these guys are, are sweaty, you know? And it's the same. It's kind of like that thing. It's like, oh, you filthy casual. You know, you just want an excuse to be like, you know, like, oh, this guy's so casual. He was just like sitting in a bush. You know, what I mean, I don't know. It's, I understand people want to vent, but it's like the, like, like we said earlier, the whole like the war between the W keyers and the bush wookies is just, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's honestly ridiculous. But well, moving on. <laughs> oh, oh, well, maybe not. Hold on. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, the, the, I don't know how many times that I've like, I'll be sitting here, right? And I'll, I'll have W keyed through the whole map. I'll run through dorms. I'll kill four or five players running like an idiot with an Ash 12, making no, doing stuff that makes absolutely no sense in the scope of Tarkov. My kid will freak out. I'll take my headset. I'll go sit in a bush. I'll take my headset off. I'll take care of that. I'll come back. And somebody runs right in front of me and I blast them. It looks like I'm a bush <laughs> yeah. kid. It's like, how, yeah. much, how much of that, how much context <laughs> is there to stuff like that that happens, right? When you die yeah. to somebody like that, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've killed a guy in a spawn and I, I'm like, oh, that, the guy was camp and he was waiting for me to run by and i go up and he's like level three and the poor dude was just probably laid in a bush looking on his fucking phone or a monitor to map yeah. trying to figure out where on earth he was at you know he wasn't <laughs> doing anything mean or wrong or malicious he just had no clue what was going was on and now he's dead. And now he's dead. <laughs> yeah and i'm a horrible person for it that's you know that's how it kind of how you ever been going to the railway extract and you you look to your right and you see some guy running running across and you're like oh piece of candy you know <laughs> some free loot and he's probably like stupid extra campers you know but he's just like bad timing like the worst timing in the world yeah, and the extra you know the extra camping i think 
if you guys don't want to talk about that's fine but i mean that's a whole other dynamic that i think people had just have such a myopic view of it on what extract camping is um Mm -hmm. you know what is the difference between and this is the the example i use because i listen and i've done it to people i don't know how many times you know we'll be fighting in resort um and we'll know they have the other spawn and mountain pass isn't open so we know they have to go to tunnel and they'll run Mm -hmm. away from us they'll take off running away and they're full of loot and they're heavy and listen, and I, this is last wipe when him and I are both, you know, max endurance and max strength. And we just, we throw our extra loot out on the ground where we can come back and get it. And we just take off sprinting across the field and we cut them off and we're sitting in cottages. You know, I'll be sitting in cottages and listen, will be over by town so that we can hear them if they try to go past us. And as soon as yeah. we locate where they're at, you know, we cut them off. How is that any different than somebody who sits a tunnel, you know, or if you run somebody down who flees mark room and is headed for extract, you know, at what point do you call it extract camping? At what point do you call it, you know? Well, he ran away, so I don't want to be an extract camper, so I'm going to get him. No, fuck no, I'm going to run you down and yeah. go get your money case, asshole. You don't want to fight me. That's your problem. Well, you know, that's the problem, right? Because it's like, it's all just air, like just gray areas, right? It's, it's all, it's all in the game. So whatever, right? I'm, I'm very much of that opinion. Like, who, who cares? It's like, it's in the game. You can do it. So fine. Like, you know, the reason why, like, I don't, I don't not extract camp for any like moral reason. I don't extract camp because it's freaking boring and I don't think it's efficient. Yeah. hundred yeah. you know? percent. Yeah. If it was really efficient, I'm there is. <laughs> you know, I'd be doing it all day long, but you know, it's uh, it'd be a much more compelling um, argument. But like, to, it, I just don't think it really makes sense if you're kind of like time constrained in any way, and you want to sort of maximize the time that you have in your raids and in in game. But for people who are just like chilling and doing whatever, then you know, kind of makes sense for them if they're doing something else, or you know, like the general Sam video, which kind of. He sat there, he's reading a book and all that stuff. But um, look, if it's in the game, then I just don't think anybody like there's no there's no moral argument to be had. Like, who cares? Like, it's that's yeah, I I feel the moral argument's really weak, man. I don't I don't like anyone that takes up that argument. So yeah. I just feel like you can poke so many holes in that. It's just it's, again, it's just pointless and just it's just stupid. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that. If let's say you spawn, okay, let's say you spawn and you decide to camp the extract you spawned at. It's like you're not really risking anything except for like when you go to extract, but ideally you want to wait till like someone comes. So then you go across the map or whatever. But it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a super low skill maneuver. I don't mean it as like an insult, but just like just how I'm thinking about it, right? Like, you're not really risking a lot. You don't have to worry about your flank. So you don't have to face one cone, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is It is sort of like the the odds are stacked heavily in your favor, but it is like the downsides, of course, it's extremely boring. It's not efficient, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, maybe I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing if that was like intended by design, you know, to have like this sort of like super low skill play style if you will i don't i don't know what do you guys think i think that's the thing it's just like it's a tactic and it's you know it's it's high it's high it's high on effectiveness and low on efficiency and that's that's all yeah, it is it's yeah. just another another thing that you can do as Aaron's talking about before right he's talking about an extremely smart flank which is like another right. thing it's like using the game knowledge like you know that the guy has got to go here and they're heavy and you're faster and you can go here and there's a location you go there you know the map and you have the map knowledge blah blah, blah. it's like it's just it's another it's another tactic except it's a tactic that is incredibly frustrating to have used against you <laughs> and it makes you think because this is like you know in the moment i also have these thoughts of just like who does this right it's like it's because you're just like you're trying to put your mind like your head in 
in the other person's shoes and being like, I can't understand why anybody would find this fun because, you know, the, the times when I have ever attempted extra camping is for, you know, to born in heaven reasons on maps that I hate. So I, I tried it like once or twice on interchange mm-hmm. just because I hate interchange and I am so bad on the rest of the maps. So I was like, this is really the only, like, I'm going to try it this way just for a couple of raids and see what happens. And, I, you know, after, I was just like, I just, I just can't understand anybody that does it for that reason, right? So it's like incredibly boring. You're hardly playing the game at all. Even if you do get a kill, it's like completely inefficient in terms of looting. So even if it's like low skill or whatever, it just doesn't really make sense. I can't like think of any reasons to why you do it, unless you're just like chilling and doing something else. Right? It's the only the only way that it really conceivably makes sense. But it again, it's just it's another it's it's another tactic within the game. And if the game isn't supposed to have that in, then the game designers need to remove it, right? It's not upon the player base. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm always yeah. of this opinion. It's not upon the player base to change this stuff. For sure. It's PSG to change the actual game and the game's design um, to to fix it. Um, I was actually kind of thinking about this the other day because there's people talking about like dynamic loot and stuff. And I was like wondering about like the open world thing with, you know, where the raids were just like cycle. This is actually a completely different topic. So maybe we don't talk about it now. But I was like wondering if just like raids just like, you know, open and close so you just join raids randomly at any time and the loot then kind of like reappears at like randoms so you yeah. can still kind of be in similar places but like it really you don't like if you go to tech light the gpus might not be there because someone else has already been there and you don't know if someone's been there already or whether they're coming after you because people spawn at like different you know different staggered times and you don't know if the loot's there because it also spawns at random times i was wondering like that would actually be very similar to how it is now except all you're doing is kind of like making the timings a bit more dynamic and the loot a bit more rather than spawning all at the beginning it kind of just like scatters throughout and you kind of have respawn you'd have loot that respawns and like it's, it's yes. pretty much just like how the game is now and it sort of fixes a lot of this stuff and then i guess it wouldn't fix extra camping so it's kind of different but yeah i was just i was mulling this over the other day just because it's sort of another thing that people just talk about in general about people like rushing loot and, and all this kind of stuff wouldn't that just be like daisy kind of yes um it's sort of a, it's a very much like a daisy model um uh, for, for how that kind of thing would work but it's sort of you know fixes the loot spawning and that kind of stuff because like, i don't know i i, I personally don't think that my immersion would be any more broken having GPUs like respawn versus, mm-hmm. you know, the entirety of the shopping mall be completely unlooted at the beginning of every single raid or killing the same boss 100 times. I don't think it's any worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess it doesn't really fix like the extract camping thing. You can you need more, either just more extracts or dynamic ex- exits, don't you, as well? Yeah, I, 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 and I don't, I, I just don't see the. Right, go ahead. No, please. After you, <laughs> the, I I just don't I don't see the extract camping thing as a problem that needs to be fixed any more yeah. than chads are a problem needs to be fixed or you know rats are a problem. Need to, it, it's it's a it's a rarely used playstyle. Yeah. I would bet more often than not that half the time somebody thinks they got extract camped, they didn't get extract camped. They just crossed paths at the wrong time with the wrong person. It's not actually extract camping. They just ran into the same place. And the biggest maps you have issues with extract camping are that way because there's no choices. You know, Shoreline's broken with its extract process in my mind because if you spawn on um, Road to Custom side, you only have two choices for extract. And I say that because nobody ever goes dock. The only low-level players go there because, one, you can't tell if it's open anymore, and two, you're yeah. a sitting duck for people that are trying to do Shooter Born in Heaven. I guess that's their best favorite thing in the world is watch somebody walk out on that boat. And I shot somebody out there the other day, and they were actually smart enough as I'm shooting at them, they're throwing their gear off. I mean, they're literally stripping themselves <laughs> naked and throwing it in the water because they know they're that's, dead. Oh my but, god, that's actually so smart. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the only choice you have is tunnel. 
you know that if they yeah. if they find a way to put another extract on that side of the map, it would reduce the actual amount of extract camping a lot. Um, How many yeah. times have you actually been extract camped? Like, would you say? Because and and, and for uh, you as well, Church, a, because for quite me, a few. It's, really, not like, not like a lot, not like not like okay, I, it's been a hundred times. I mean, maybe it is, but like actual legit hundred percent, that's what they were doing extract camping 30, 40 times probably. But that's that's running maps where it happens a lot. You know, reserve yeah, extract reserve happens a lot. Shoreline happens a lot. Customs, I can probably count on one time that I've actually actually been extract yeah. camped. I mean, I yeah. I killed a guy once because I ran to the damn wrong side of the map on the extract. I ran down into ZB eleven and I'm like, son of a bitch, I ran to the wrong spot. And as I'm running up the stairs to leave, I run into another dude and kill him. I literally killed him in the extract and felt bad because yeah. it super looked like extract camping, but it wasn't, you know. But like somebody's sitting there camping Exposed. you waiting to show up. <laughs> But it doesn't happen on customs because there's so many choices, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's I, really yeah. unreliable. And it's just like that's the thing. It's just like there's such a such a small number of times that I know that I've been extra camp. Like it used to not happen to me really ever, and then it only happened to me a couple of times playing reserve, like at the beginning of this wipe. Um, and then like a handful of times on interchange, I've been like plinked at and not from somebody who's miles away but not really you know very effective it's just hardly ever happens to me to be honest i don't know like maybe some people are getting extra camp continuously because they're like sprinting in like grabbing stuff getting pvp and then sprinting out in like 10 15 minutes and then people are like waiting there like maybe that's why because normally i tend to spend like i'm in for at least 25 minutes or something like 20 to 25 minutes i don't tend to do like really short raids usually because i'm not just like full-on blasting pvp or full-on blasting like hot loot areas and it's probably the loot thing actually because i don't tend to just like rush a hot spot and then grab stuff and leave that's never normally what i what i'm doing and i guess people do do that for like gpus and stuff like that on on other maps but it's just something i don't really do so it doesn't really affect me as much as maybe other people yeah, yeah i think 100 heavily... of play style you know players yeah, who play factors players that play faster i think get extra and camp more yeah. players that play slow because people just get bored i don't care how i don't care if you are the fucking what's his name xfil camper right like like he's the only guy that literally will sit there 40 minutes and bullshit with his chat and eat food yeah. and play i don't know he's probably got runescape or something open on the other computer while he's sitting there at an extract waiting for somebody to run by like he's the only guy that does it right yeah there's nobody else that actually and he only does it i think because it's his content that's his mm -hmm. that's yeah. his stick regular tarkov players don't do that it's too damn boring exactly exactly they might camp for 20 minutes but after that, they're extra. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so what else? Oh, yeah. The only other thing I think if we just like move straight, move back onto news very quickly before we move on, because I kind of wanted to um, move on to some economic stuff, given that we've got you here and it's, uh, you know, your, your jam. Um, the only other thing was the, the uh, 0.45 um, ACP buffs, which came out today. And actually, my chat in Discord has been talking about the uh ump quite a bit and i'm actually kind of tempted because i haven't even actually used it yet and i just sort of looked at it and looked at the stats and went hmm it's a garbage mp5 and then just like moved on and never <laughs> the, went back to it the ump could shoot m61 and would still suck <laughs> <laughs> i haven't played with right, is that just I'm tempted. <laughs> now what why are why are we saying that is it just that bad stats it's, wise like the numbers just don't add up it's its fire rate and it's recoil. The recoil is super awkward. Like it's not like any of the other. And the, the funny thing is, and I think I think EOU Gaming said, or, or yeah, yeah, I think he was the one who said this on your guys' podcast too. The the ump probably has the most realistic recoil pattern 
compared to shooting full auto in real life versus everything else in Tarkov. Yeah. And it's that's what everybody hates it. And that that kind of fact makes me chuckle because holding vertical is easy, right? When you're when you're shooting full auto, holding yeah. vertical is easy. It's the horizontal that's not. And that's what the ump does. You know, if you go in your range and you shoot at the whatever that 25 meter target is, it's halfway down. You'll shoot a full mag at that thing, and it literally feels like it's it's bouncing from shoulder to shoulder. Not a single bullet will hit. Every bullet will miss the head. It'll just bounce back and forth because of the horizontal recoil. And it's funny because that's and combine that with its slow rate of fire, and it's just real yeah. difficult to 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 land shots. Um, I think the 45 ammo buffs is going to help it a little bit, but I think the bigger impact is towards pistols and the vector. Yeah, because I mean the forty-five vector is pretty insane. I only used it like once or twice the end of last wipe with uh, with rips, trying to just do some like funny leg meta stuff. But I mean, like forty-five rip is is actually no joke. It's um, I think it kills you in like four shots or something to the legs, and like three yeah. hits if you hit them in the stomach, which is actually pretty mental. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's, maybe there's a place for it. Um, I think the, the I don't think it's cheap enough. I think that's possibly the issue. But I'm gonna have a look at it and see because I think the AP ammo is now like 39 pen. I think it was that went out on the, on the tweet today, which actually makes it not bad. 38. So it was 38, 38. pen. Okay. But you know, it's your videos talk about it a lot, and this will you'll get this giga beef. The thing for that it is that's actually a pretty big buff, especially when you're talking class four armor. I mean, the Vector now is a three-round burst from the Vector, which is pretty effective. Well, essentially, I say one tap. It's a three-round burst, but you're you're just pulling the trigger once, and you'll kill somebody. Yeah. Because, you, I mean, you have like a 60% chance to hit kill them with two bullets, and I'm pretty sure it's 100% with three. Now, because of how much damage 45 does. And that means yeah, now great. if you're shooting a 1911, you can two-tap somebody in chest with level four armor or less, potentially. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly, yeah. it's exactly as, as you say there, right? It's like, it's in that sensitive point because like BT is, um, you know, BT is in that sensitive range for, for level four anyway. So like a, a couple mm -hmm. of points makes a massive difference around those very particular areas. It's kind of funny. Like if you, if you kind of like took that, some of the charts that I've been looking at before, because I've actually been looking at these again, because I'm like looking at another video, um, which is not not like it's not this week, but it's going to be like another week. Um, I'm sort of looking into it at the moment because I've actually, and this is kind of a side thing, but I've been like been sort of struggling with like which which armor to run at the moment because we're kind of in that awkward period in EFT where it's like people aren't running like the best stuff. I don't have all level four traders, but I have like decent enough gear. But it's like, what do I what do I run myself? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like when you're looking at like different ammo. Uh, ammo pens and like the different spikes you've kind of got like like area clustered around like 37 you've got the area clustered around like 48 and then like in that in between doesn't matter so if it goes from 42 to 43 it doesn't really matter but if something goes from like 36 to 38 that's actually huge yeah um so yeah i think it definitely that def definitely does help and like yeah Especially I'm, I'm on a gun that can shoot 1100 rounds a minute this is the thing and it's <laughs> like i'm interested in to see what the ump can do but yeah the you know you you indirect well not indirectly you directly buff the, the acp vector as well which is um which is as we said no joke i mean it's got small mags but yeah the fact that it fires the second fastest in the whole game um mm -hmm. fastest only being the g18c which is still my absolute favorite hilarious <laughs> hand cannon because it is just uncontrollable have you ever tried firing that thing in the uh, in the shooting range without the stock on it oh my goodness oh, you don't no. control it on the mass it's just like the first bullets just go bam bam and then it's just all ceiling just like all the lights just all smashed like there's just no none of the rounds hit the back wall at all like it's super super funny it's super <laughs> funny and when you're trying to control it even it's just like 
muzzle flash and vibration in your PMC's <laughs> hand is like so so far. I honestly I love that gun. It's hilarious. Go out to woods with it on like an offline raid and get to a big open area and just shoot it with green tracers at night. And it, it just it's just it, no bullets go straight forward. It just goes in every other direction other than where you're aiming. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to using the um using the vector and I haven't I haven't really seen where it is maybe uh, maybe the vector maybe we'll, maybe we'll give acp a go it's just something i haven't really tried tried enough but um what was i going to ask you oh yes i was i was going wanted to ask you about some um some ep- economic bits unless unless there's anything else you guys wanted to add before we moved on don't just like whisk us off um oh. you good yeah because uh, so i'm I, I actually watched your video about gpus um mm-hmm. very avidly and like the solar three uh, sorry, the, not Solar Three, Bitcoin Three, and the Solar Power. So I managed. I did upgrade Solar just before. I actually, did a, like a cra- I did a crazy night with a friend, um, and like with the little ones, you get up super, super early. And so, like for me, going to bed at like midnight is actually kind of like really pushing it. I did like I basically played for like four hours offline, and I was like, I am literally just questing. This is it. And we got like a hundred and I got one hundred and ten thousand XP in, in one evening. Um, oh, wow! Which for me is like a decent amount across like four hours and i was just like i did like six or seven quests or something and just got because i think i put that thing out on my twitter like i had everything but i've never rushed it this quickly before i don't know i wasn't really i don't know pushing it specifically but it just sort of ended up happening this way i didn't have the peacekeeper level to actually upgrade the solar power and i was like right i'm going away tomorrow i need to do this now because this thing takes like 72 hours to upgrade or so or whatever stupid number it is so it's gonna take like four days and so i want to be able to like get on bitcoin three by the time i get back so i did that push and got through um and i think yeah just bitcoin 3 just finished today um and i'd like collected another couple of gpus um just running the hideout and then and uh, and buying them but um i mean you're you're full on gpus now right yeah i filled up uh, a couple of days ago i can't remember what it was but i just ground out my i hate running graphics cards on interchange and like I, I was running interchange the other day at the start of the stream not even trying graphics cards and i found three so i guess you really don't have to run them to get them but um i just hate that idea that concept and other people love to do it and that's fine they can do it i just i can't stand the idea of sprinting to the text bonds to grab a gpu and get out of the map that's just not fun to me i would rather sneak around customs loot caches kill run into cultists on accident get the shit scared out of me by some scav that i didn't see you know stuff like that's more fun to me make the money and just buy the uh um uh buy the graphics cards is what i ended up doing you know I, i actually emptied out all of my graphics cards interesting trick for those who want to know it if you want to get all your graphics cards on top of your because you can pull out fountain raid out of your uh your farm and sell those eventually right so as you go on if you have fountain raid and you get non-fountain raid you can swap them out and sell them um so what you can do is you just empty out your bitcoin farm take all of your fountain raid ones put them in your inventory i mean you can only do three at a time but then you put all of the fountain raid ones back in or non-fountain i'm sorry then you put all the non-fountain raid back in and then you put your fountain raid on top that's what I did anyways the other day. It helped out a ton. Um, helps you to get through those that a little bit easier. But because literally I had one, it was like number 11 or something like that. That was found in raid that I went all the way down to to get it. But uh, um, yeah, well, I just bought up the last 20. I think I bought the last 20 for sure. Um, paying, you know, 550 to 600,000 for them. Um, but we did the math right before we did the solar power and you, right now, at current prices where Bitcoin's at and everything else, if you buy you buy everything, uh, so if you buy everything for Solar Power three Bitcoin, I say Solar Power. If you buy everything for Solar Power Bitcoin three and all twenty five graphics cards, 
pays for itself in 100 days still so yeah yeah because i think like i bought one today for 590 so i was like i remember you saying about like 600 or whatever and it still works out so i was like okay this is still all right because like i'm kind of like i'm more i'm even more extreme than yourself i just don't really like playing interchange at all i very 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 rarely um get graphics cards found in rage just because i just don't go to those places and there's also that argument as well which you know people as you say people love to go and do it and they love to find the stuff in raid and put it in their in their case but like you're kind of almost saying like if if you don't continue to do that afterwards on your money runs then you're making a mistake because doing like excluding like market fees by doing those runs in the first place you're saying that the you're effectively saying that like running gpus is the most profitable run that i can do and so if you stop running gpus after you after you don't need them then you clearly think that a different money run would have made more money because you're actually then better off just doing a different run selling that stuff and buying the gpus on the market right so it's like it's that sort of like weird like fallacy of people don't like buying the thing they prefer to like find it because it feels free and then they put it in their thing but it's just like it's all opportunity cost you know and that's the what that's actually what like one thing in Tarkov i think it's probably one of the biggest misconceptions actually and maybe maybe i'll actually do like can you just give me a video idea about like opportunity cost because something that people like intuitively no, intuitively my find, video <laughs> people find it intuitively very hard to um to deal with because it's like psychologically quite a complex concept and it's just it intuitively feels weird right it's like it's oh, definitely I... one of the top five comments on my videos that mm. style of people not understand well i got it in raid so it's free i didn't have to spend any money on it it's like no it's not how it works dude it's not how yeah, it works yeah. at all and, and, the, and like the chaining crafts thing as well it's like oh well i can but i can make this you know the green gunpowders because stacking crafts well, yes yeah, so no, stacking no, no. the crafts thing and it's like well that's okay if every craft if each if each level of the craft makes exactly the same amount of money and you cut out the market fees then yes fine but if there's like if the first level makes makes 10 grand and the second level makes 60 you're better off just buying this crap and making this doing the 60 jump every time yep. um because like if you you know if you just like work it out manually and say over you know 20 20 full cycles um of doing you know two crafts or you do 20 full cycles of just doing the one craft at the end of that time period you'll end up with more money in one case than the other case that's kind of like the the easiest way to kind of like spell it out but like it's it's it is probably one of the most like widely misunderstood things i think about this like you know comparing like any, anything that you go to do in rage you could be doing something else you know the time isn't free in the first right. place you know so it's everything should every run or possible thing that you could be doing is should be benchmarked against everything that you could be doing and so if you're running you know if you're running gpus and you think that gpus are the best thing to run and so if you need to run a pure money run in the future if you don't go and run gpus then it doesn't make sense um right so it's quite it is quite interesting so i've, I've done exactly that i've just been doing other stuff um, my money runs pretty much tend with me loading into interchange, running through the entirety of Ollie and then leaving, um, and then selling all the stuff for 500k and buying another <laughs> GPU. And that's really what I've done. It's like yeah. each scav run basically makes enough, um, pretty much like it's actually, it feels like the loot's got even better. I think it's just because people aren't doing it as much. And I've got even better at spotting like the loose loot, to be honest, over time. Um, I, one of the biggest are, things yeah. I think that has led to people's conception that the loot sucks is that there isn't, isn't the inflation that there is every wipe. The, I say every wipe. The last two wipes we've had with Bitcoin and how much money that inf pushes into the economy, the that makes things worth more inherently, right? Like yeah. there's more money flowing around, so things are worth more. So in trade to trade value for rubles, you know things are the same except for what you buy for. Um, from traders and whatnot because that price never shifts or mostly doesn't shift it's pretty static but 
because people are used to getting out of raid with five, six hundred thousand loot, not much work because they'd go hit some caches and do this and they'd get out and you know, they'd sell and make a million rubles and a run on customs doing caches. Um the uh uh issue with that is now that same run's gonna net you maybe five, six hundred thousand. Uh yeah. and people th- then but the people's an instant reaction is, oh, they nerfed the loot. And it's like, no, they didn't. It's the same loot, guys. It's just not worth as much. And you're and technically now your kits because all the money in Tarkov is, right? All rubles are to us in the game is a representation of our playtime. And it's exactly what it is in real life, right? That's the beauty of the economy of Tarkov, is it's exactly how a fiat currency works in real life. The rubles and stuff aren't anything more than our playtime represented in dollars, right? Our successful mm-hmm. playtime. And that's what we use to trade each other's playtime. You know, one guy might be good, and good at GPUs. Another guy might be good at getting, you know, gear off of Raiders. This, some guy just runs caches and gets barter items, you know? All of that comes together, and we trade that through the rubles, through the flea market, right? And um, the killer to that is the traders aren't part of that. The traders are completely separate. Right. And yeah. so previous wipes, when everybody had a shitload of money, buying shit from the traders was easy. And there's more complex to this. Things like they change with the durability of guns is completely overhauled the way you can you look at firearms now and how you buy and how you build guns and things like that. But because our time in the game is worth less in the ecosystem of the game, People are, it's harder to get money now. So it's when you're buying kits and parts from vendors, you know, that, that same grip, that, that shift grip that, what do they, what do they cost? 20,000 rubles or whatever it is from, you know, skier four or mechanic four. I can't remember that grip might cost 20,000 both wipes, but the amount of time played to get that 20,000 is vastly different this wipe than it was last wipe, especially yeah. with the flea market being at 20. Yeah. yeah. That makes That's a lot point. of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's it's interesting to see like how it's ended up affecting stuff because I think like you know the initial takeaway that people had when we've moved to this level twenty flea thing is that like everybody had so much barter stuff like saved up that lots of these items rather than starting like up here and then you know drifting down a lot of items started real low and then drifting back up to kind of like you know the, the median level so I think that now about like about now we're kind of getting to the stage at least for me where we're we're seeing kind of like the the move into sort of the late game stability of prices you can mm-hmm. kind of see that with um yep. with like pile of meds and that kind of stuff they're kind of like getting back to like augmenting is like up at like 23k now 24 25 26 27 like in that range um and pile of meds is kind of getting back to where it was and it's like things are, things are entering into you know and some stuff's going to be different um but we're entering into like this wipes kind of stable pricing scheme it seems um at this point at least to me um and it's interesting to kind of see like yeah what's what's good what's not what's working out and it's like yeah things are mostly mostly similar um but as you say like without the economy being completely blown up right it's like i'm i'm looking at armor a lot at the moment because of um this uh, this stuff that i want to make and you know you've got basically like level 4 framed by the 6p3tm for 50k which it always has been very good value from ragman and then level six, you've got at the top end, you've got you know slicks, which are really in somewhere between like two thirty and two eighty, which is not it's not that much, honestly. It's not that much for you know the, the absolute best armor in the game. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all the level fives in between. And so you know when when slicks were going for, I mean, what what were they even going for at the end of last wipe? It was like five hundred, six hundred thousand or something. It was like it was it got to a like crazy crazy level. Um, you know, it's like as you say, the slick is the same, the <laughs> items are the same, the stuff we're getting is the same. It's just that the actual like money counter is different. It's just like been you know divided by three or something for mm-hmm. for all of these things. And yes, the traders are fixed, and so it's it's problematic in that sense. But everything on the flea market that's kind of 
not affected by that yeah it's like it's tricky for some weapons mods because they're so much more expensive like the good stuff is so much more expensive on the fleet than from traders that's really where it makes a big difference if you're trying to like you know mod your guns at the high level but in a lot of ways that's okay because it's kind of like as people are pushing sort of further up the the value chain of items so to speak and if you're buying fortis shifts and all that kind of stuff then you're probably in the upper echelon of players anyway and so i think that's kind of all right um because yeah it punishes the the people sort of more towards the top and um well, I think one of the there, there's two really big facts. Um, w- one being, I think that the Tarkov economy, despite everybody's gripes about it, they can gripe because it's harder or whatever and what they're used to seeing. I think the economy is the healthiest the games had ever that I've ever played it. It's the healthiest that it's because, you know, we're what, two and a half months almost into the wipe now, two months in a week, whatever it is. Um, I still never run into people running full mags of M61 or Eagle Nick or M995. Everybody's got stacked mags. They're, they're conscious of what it costs yeah. and not just because it's cost because it's not accessible, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see me. You can run around in a slick. It costs 230 K, right? 250, 260, whatever it is to get a slick. It's not expensive, but you don't see them. Um, the, the insurance thing, whatever you want to talk about it. The, I think one of the biggest effects that the level 20 flea market had that made the economy healthy is it spread the player base out. So instead of having these huge yeah. spikes of people hitting the same require the same desires, like and the aces are the example I'll use for this. You know, every wipe aces spike to a million, two million, sometimes three million, right? And the only thing that causes that is the solar power. And it yeah. did that even when solar power was expensive. Um, that didn't happen this wipe, and I don't think it's going to happen. Aces have not changed price very much. Um, they've gone between two hundred ninety and three hundred fifty k, essentially, excluding you know outlier spikes and stuff. Yeah. And they've stayed there and they haven't moved and they're not going to get any cheaper, I don't think, because of the bar- some of the barters hold them up there. But the that spike didn't happen because people were spread out. Everybody was getting that you're able to keep up with the supply side. The people that are supplying the aces are able to keep up with the demand because the demand is spread out. And you see that with OFC shells. You see that yeah. with um, some of the mechanic uh, uh, weapon parts. Some are not. Some you do. Depends on which ones are more available or readily show up, you know, because they show up on a Raider gun or a, you know, Rashala or whatever. But yeah. um, all these parts that have these choke points, because everybody within like the first two weeks, you know, 50% of the player base in the first two weeks can buy them because everybody just gets level 10 and then buys everything for their hideout anyways, right? Right. You, you buy everything you need, you level up your hideout, and anything you find you don't need, you sell for higher prices. You know, it's this whole again, this guy finds light bulbs, this guy's find hoses. We trade each, instead of trading hoses for light bulbs, we just trade the rubles and, you know, pay daddy Nikita the fee to do it. And the that is what the biggest effect that the level 20 flea market had, I think, on the game for the economy side of it that makes it healthy and makes it still challenging, doesn't overload things. Um, and I think with how they were talking about doing uh, tiered, uh, Clean's podcast, I think, brought that up. It might have been Pestiles. I can't remember. Somebody brought that. I think it was Clean's. They were talking about it on Reddit. And Nikita really, really, really liked that. Like he, that he, and he taught, oh yeah, I saw that on Reddit. I really like that idea. Do you know, we're at level 10, you can do barter items, you know, and then there's a hundred different ways you could talk about, you know, you can only get class four armor until you're level 30 and, you know, or you can't buy items until you have them unlocked. You can't buy items on the flea market until you have them unlocked from traders and, you know, all those kind of various things like that. There's lots of ideas and ways you can take it. Um, I think that is the positive way to go to the flea market because you can't get rid of the flea market. You can't, and they're not going to Nikita said they're not going to, and yeah, I know he could change his mind, but. I think it's pointless to ha- to do game theory or discussion about that, in my opinion, because uh, it's just not going to happen. Let's focus on 
you know, how we make suggestions to make it better as far as what barters they need. Like, that's the biggest thing with the level 20 flea market now that I think they need to focus on if they're going to keep it there is they just need to bolster the barter system at the lower levels so that you can actually get a hold of certain things um, before you have the flea market, things like scopes. And they've done that. You know, the Jaeger overhaul on barters is a lot of people aren't going to realize it because it happened, you know, a month and a half into the wipe and everybody already had level 20. So they're like, oh, these barters are dumb. So wait till the next wipe and you have your level one and or level two and you've got Jaeger unlocked and now you can get, you know, you can get the uh, Grizzlies and you can get a voodoo scope and stuff like this. You know, that wooden clock that you never pick up, you're going to pick up now because that's a Grizzly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, that makes total sense. And um, I think that is the point. It's like, yeah, we've spoken about it before about like how exactly do you stop players from because the thing is, right, the level 20 flea thing is fantastic when you're part of the wipe player base. That's great. But people who start now, it's very, very difficult. And like, brutal. you probably get the same brutal. as me, right? Like, I get tons of comments from people being like, I've started the game in the last couple of weeks and it's very, very, very tough. And I'm level, you know, eight to 18 is kind of normally mm-hmm. where people look like coming to me and saying, like, you know, it's really, really hard. And it's, you know, I think that's exactly as you're saying, right? Like, there's these barters will really change things because i remember when i was going through and being like okay well you know it's, it's different when you're experiencing it properly and you're playing it properly rather than just sort of like looking through and being like okay well this is the impact on the new players whatever and you're looking through and you're going well the only thing i can buy is a bravo scope from peacekeeper for a uh on this like horrible barter which i can't even really like is tricky items as well and you're like man this really sucks so i think you're quite right in saying that you know it's, it's important and i think like i kind of came to the same conclusion too just more you know more barters and maybe even like add barters as the, the wipe goes along but you don't even need to do that necessarily you just need to have like decent barters and good barters there right from the outset would actually fix it been and just be fine because yeah then people get access to this stuff um it's actually kind of exciting in some ways because it's like well you get like ran as you say you get like a random wooden clock or whatever and you're like well i know i need that for this particular barter and then i do that once and it's like well i, I might not find another wooden clock but i get access to this item one time not like i can get access to it forever and that kind of system is quite cool because that's like a sort of a scarcity thing too like i think this this wipe has actually played out really well i mean that's, it's the funny thing it's like what you're saying about the economy too genuinely like we haven't had any crazy blobs i bought like four aces really early on it's did exactly the same place i may as well not have bothered yes yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um and it's just like you know the economy is like relatively stable it's it's making people make hard choices like i know there's been a lot of discussion about the insurance system as well but as i said to church last time i think it's really good i don't think that you should just be auto clicking you know insure all i agree every with you, yeah. You should be having to think about it carefully, and I know, still think... don't. But I, I, pro- I would probably have twenty million rubles right now if I didn't auto click well, sure. Like I realized, I, like, I realized I was like kind of running out of cash, and um, especially when I was kind of doing some. I think I was doing like so, like specific YOLO like PvP quests, um, and I was like, man, I'm like really, really struggling for cash here actually. And then like actually properly paid attention to it, and I was like, Jesus, a lot of money is being spent on insurance. My God, and especially playing factory too. I'm just like, right, cut this out because I know that factory is anyway um for this kind of stuff and it's like yeah it's like in the last wipe you know this is like when the economy was completely insane and everybody had like you know ridiculous amounts of money and i did like a whole bunch of like punisher training and i had 20 slicks and i insured them all and i got none i got zero back zero zero slicks even even like ones where like i wiped the lobby um and they got killed by a scab or something like just one random scab <laughs> yeah. like obviously you're just gonna lose it right there's just no way um yeah. and so and so yeah it's like now i'm like really thinking about it paying attention to it thinking okay what item is this 
Who's going to pick this up? What size is it? Is it like, is it going to fit in someone else's rig? Does it fit in my own bag? Right? It's one of the reasons why I really hate the, um, the TV 110 rig is because it's just got two perfect slots to put your contacts in and your helmet. And, your in. Helmet. and they just take it all out like a huge sack. Um, yeah, doesn't it almost double stuff. the space to the TV 110? Yeah, and, it, it, and, it fit, and it fits in like three by four. It's just like, it's like the perfect storm of somebody just like taking all your crap in yeah, one when people when people ask me that about you know they ask what's you know what what do you prefer the m1 rig or the tv 110 i was like well here's the deal the tv 110 is a better armor higher durability he's got more room for loot you know it's got better stats than the m1 rig but here's the problem if you die with a tv 110 rig you're not just going to lose the tv 110 rig they're going to take everything yeah. they're going to take your socks they're going to take your hat <laughs> they're going to take your glasses they don't care the m1 yeah, they... rig people look at that and go well that takes up too much space and they leave it yeah, because it's huge sure. and it doesn't have like nice slots in it. Like it right. doesn't have the big two by twos, and so it makes yeah, you know, makes a big difference. Um, but uh, oh. but yeah, I mean, so this is the thing, right? So like, I'm looking through the kits now and being like, okay, what slots do I have? What don't I have? What's going to be taken? What's not going to be taken? And actually, I've even gone down to the level recently of opening up the gun or ensuring the whole gun and then opening it up and deselecting the suppressor, deselecting the laser and deselecting like the LCAN. Cause it's like, those are the bits that are going to go. The MDR like five, five, six is just going to be thrown on the floor. Like the mags <laughs> are probably not going to be taken with it. And you know, any of the rails or whatever, are just not going to be taken too. So it's like actually making a proper choice about, you know, which map am I on and what am I using? What we're taking. And I think that's okay. Like I like making decisions. That's why I like playing games like EFT in the first place. Yeah. Making these decisions is, is fun and it's interesting, you know? And so, um, it it also yeah it's also acts as a as a convenient money sink in some ways for I think there's a makes it harder. I think that there's an excellent point in there too. You, you kind of you I don't know if you, you didn't skim over it, but um, there is now a reason to not run Metagear because if you're running in a, a five four five AK and you don't have all the best parts, but you're like ten percent under meta, right? But you're not running the top end gear. You're usually going to, you know, nobody's going to take the gun. They're not going to strip the parts. At worst, they're going to take your mag because it's got BS in it or something, right? And even yeah. then, a lot of people are like, what am I going to do with non founding raid BS? I'm just going to fucking leave it on the ground. So it doesn't matter, anyways. You're going to get the whole damn gun back and everything. Maybe they take the scope, you know, the, your, your, your EOTech off the top or maybe a yeah. laser. But, you know, you're not going to lose all that much stuff to it because people aren't going to want to take that stuff. They're going to find, you know, the, the damn hot rods worth more than the, the that they find in raid than the parts that you've got and mm -hmm. so now that's a consideration for people you know i can make my insurance worthwhile if i don't run metagear and i noticed that last wipe it didn't matter much because i had more money than i knew what to do with but if i ran i had a ak an akm that i ran that was semi-meta you know it, it i used the x47 and some other parts on there i i don't know how many times i'd die with it, and i got the whole damn gun back they didn't even take a single part off of it mag still inserted in it and everything wow. and I think that's something a lot of people don't think about when it comes to running gear, especially if you play solo a lot, is that's how you maximize your insurance. Don't run the best gear. What's yeah. the difference between an M1 rig and a TV-110 at the end of the day? Not a lot. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's this much in the numbers calculated on a calculator. And in realism on the game, it's not going to change anything. Other than the fact you're going to get that M1 rig back in your insurance, it repairs pretty well. You know, you're going to get two, three repairs out of a completely smoked M1 rig, and you don't have to buy it. Yeah, exactly. It makes a big difference. And it's it's almost the same kind of philosophy that you see on the flea in terms of pricing too. It's like, you know, it's just like regular foregrip, regular foregrip, regular foregrip, regular foregrip, third best in slot, second best in slot, best in slot is like way up here. And it's like insane, right? The difference between something like 
uh, to be honest, the Cobra is probably still quite expensive-ish, but like something between mm-hmm. the Shift and the Cobra, and it's like one Ergo, like the difference in pricing is like astronomical because people, you know, the, the top people who've got tons of money anyway, even in this wipe, just are going to run the best stuff anyway because it's like they've set up in the pre-sale or whatever so they just they just run it and so there's always that gap that's going to be driven so if right. you're like a you know a budget conscious player who's you know doing things very deliberately which is like how I, how I like to play i like to play very deliberately in everything in loadouts in in gameplay and whatever then yeah if you're picking this kind of like two second or third best in slot stuff then then it's really, it can be really good. Um, and exactly as you're saying, for, for many reasons, it's cheaper to buy in the first place. It's then not going to be looted as often. Um, you know, it's 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 decent. It's, um, I mean, you want you want to talk about Chad versus Rat. If you're a rat and you want to get your gear back, run the second tier shit because Chads are so damn snobby. They don't, they're like, ew, what is this? I don't want anything to do with this gun. You know, they're oh, not going to take the your yump? shit. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I only know this because I play with one of them like that every day. If you if you have an M4 that's got three parts off on it, he acts like you're the you're 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 a fucking you know a, a Fortnite player or something. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. It it is funny. But yeah, I think like I don't know about you, but yeah, I, I've pretty much well any good any good armor it's just like you can't really insure it it doesn't really make sense now like decent armor yeah. you like what are you running routinely are you running um level five or are you still running level four me um it, it's i'm not running anything routinely because like I, I'm, I'm i've got these ups and downs right now because i don't pay attention to my insurance like the last two raids i ran before i came on here i was doing trying to do test drive and i'm running a kitted out m1a with a reaper and i insured it and i'm running solo like right like i'm gonna get that back if i die like what but now i have like eight hundred thousand rubles and i'm like shit okay time to go back to the m1 rigs and the tv 110s but then i'll get up to like four or five million rubles and i'm like all right slicks and acpcs let's go <laughs> you know so it's kind of back and forth but mostly it's mostly the it's mostly the rigs the acpc the m1 rig the tv 110 uh slicks just because the barters the barters are so damn cheap for them and you can get an yeah, acpc yeah. for like what 150k 160k yeah, that ACPC is insane, and I spoke about this last wipe, and they need to remove the Kajura craft. It's breaking the game. It's breaking the game. Um, <laughs> Airwing's like, shut up. Well, everyone's like, shut up, Giga. Shut up. Stop talking about the Kajura craft. He's going to try. Back. He's going to start talking about my SA58 barter here before too long, too. <laughs> Be quiet. Yeah. And so, but like that's the thing, and it's I I think I'm just jealous because um, I can't do it yet because I'm not Ragman level uh, level four. Because I'm See, that's why I don't think it's overpowered. I I would normally agree with you, but I don't think it's overpowered at that point because it is so gate kept. To I mean, I would love to see the stats on like active players right now. How many people are in what you know? What people are class three traders? Which one are class four traders? You know that kind of level gap. It would just be super interesting yeah. to see because I I just from my anecdotal evidence on what i see from people that comment and questions they ask and things like that um i'll bet more than half the player base isn't even over level 30 right now i think that's probably fair i think that's probably fair um and we could take such a long time to get it's one of those things where because it takes so long to get to level 20 people are then not be able to use the flea to do some of the easier quests and it just kind of extends like everything out like i didn't do the mechanic gunsmith quest for, for a while actually um Partly just through to laziness, but also just because like actually the Arsas was one of the guns that did end up going really expensive just because it's like quite early on and you don't find that many of them and it's gate kept behind an extremely late peacekeeper task. And so it's still expensive. Did... It's still expensive. Yeah. It is still expensive. But that's why it ends up at like, you know, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred K at the beginning of the wipe, and then kind of moves moves down, and I was unwilling to pay that at the start. But um 
But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like I tend to find myself like without those crafts, I tend to find myself running like the 6B 3TM just all the time. It's just like, I, it's just kind of the staple I get back to because like I, t- I'm, I am actually a bit snobby about level four anyway. I see level four as like level one. I think we, we've, we've talked about this previously, but it's just like the game is basically level one to three armor. Level four is level one. Level five is level two and level six is level three. Underneath yeah. that, it just stops you getting one tap with like, you know, scab box shot. Um, but I basically just like run like the 6B3TM all the time, unless I want to move up to level five, in which case sometimes I run the gazelles. And then um, I actually quite like the the, the Redut M. I actually don't think it's too bad. It's okay. People seem to like universally crap on that armor, and I'm not entirely sure why. It's because it's heavy, and they like to run around like they're playing Fortnite. Yeah, I guess so. That's probably the reason. But um, I, I like it. It's actually quite. It's actually quite good. At uh, it's quite. It's, it's actually pretty decent. Like if you if you don't have any because it's it's finding raid only, but it's found on like raiders and all sorts of other stuff. And it's probably the best one that you can do if you don't have level four ragman, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. um, I just sort of keep alternating between those. <laughs> Chat saying we do M needs to be kept in the dark. Shut up. <laughs> Everyone's just telling me to be quiet all the time. This is uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm like shining the spotlight on the the misdeeds of the target well, community. The, the, I think. The barter system is so lost on so many people, and it's not because they're dumb, it's because they're lazy. It's hard. The barter yeah. system makes it difficult, and I, I actually like it that way, not just because it gives me easy content to do, but because it separates players that are willing to work from ones that are not, right? Yeah. If you're willing to look through the barters and realize that, you know, level three Ragman, I've got access to class six. That's actually a really good class six. All I got to do is find a couple of parts or buy them off the flea market and I can get it, I can get a really good class six versus the guys that are just going to go right click, you know, find fucking hex grid and pay a huge amount of price for it. You know, that I think that is a good game choice that people that are lazy are willing to spend more money and are going to spend more money inherently when you see it because the scav vests are the ones that drive me the absolute most bonkers. You'll see scav guests go for 25, 30 fucking K and there's a damn level one Jaeger barter for a slickers bar unlimited. But people will still spend 20k on a scav vest. And it's like... <laughs> I know, I've seen, like, you, you've got tons of videos on that kind of stuff. There's, like, so many. I actually, you know, I, I really like those ones because sometimes, like, things... And also, sometimes you just don't realize. And I quite like that. Um, I like the inefficiency within the marketplace that, that, uh, that is, like... 100%. And because of the way that Finding Raid works, you can't close the gap. Because, like, in a standard marketplace, right, if somebody was, you know, buying uh, buying these scav vests for too much, you'd come in and you'd supply them. But because of Finding Raid, you can't buy them from elsewhere or, you know, do there's nothing, there's no way that you can really make them or anything. So the only place you can get them from is in Raid or you use the Slickers trade. So, like, that gap just never closes. It's just like, well, technically it's cost 7K, really, because of Slickers, but actually it's 25. And that gap just stays there until people find out. And it's just an information gap. It's like, it's it's fascinating. There's actually a, a fascinating, like, economic thing about... Yeah, the, me- the like, mechanic barters are part of it as well. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you look at the, item, you look at the items for Mechanic Gunsmith and, you know, one barter. There's a barter that literally costs 500 or 600 rubles, and that part is for sale for, like, 130,000 on the market. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so funny. It's genu- it's genuinely crazy. It's genuinely crazy. But it's like it's so interesting seeing that and just like the way that players interact with the game and like the the lack of information. And that's actually what BSG are going for. You know, it's like when yeah. they're talking about the things that they don't like popularizing and they don't like popularizing this and they don't like putting out stats on this, that, and the other. This is what they mean. And they mean like people being like, dude, have you seen this like crazy barter or you know, 
youtubers like yourself like coming out with videos to to do them and people who are like you know actually want to like delve into the mechanics like into the game properly then they'll, they'll watch those and be part of this kind of like inner circle of people who like know the secret right. of eft or whatever and the, fucking like, tarkov that, nerds exactly but that that's what bsg are after that like that feeling and they and this is where it's implemented properly this is actually where it's implemented properly because it's very is it's very easy to spot things that are like not working right and and criticize things that are, are not are not good it's all it's actually in a lot of ways a lot harder to spot notice things that are working correctly and um to praise them you know justifiably because things that work people just don't notice and they they go oh well that works just fine so then they just move on and don't think about anything else so you know i think the some of the stats stuff is is tricky about like you know the, the round pen and this kind of things and some things they want to keep hidden but yeah in terms of like barters or whatever that's like that's nice because it, all the information is technically freely available it's just a little bit of a pain to sift through or you just have to kind of like know and you like over over time it's one of those things <laughs> over time you just like you know you, you just figure out like you see stuff and you think oh that's for this or this that's for this or that's for this and you sort of build up this like mental map of like what all the barters are which items are used for what that kind of thing it's um it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's like the information game of eft in general it's just like knowing the the um the values of various loot items out in the raid in the first place right it's yeah. like half the battle the uh I, you know it gets kind of into that whole play style chad versus rat thing a little bit different because that's i see it quite a bit like when i do videos you know barters that can make you you know money and like takes you five minutes you make like 100k going through barters you barter you buy shit off the flea market you barter for it you sell it to the traders boom five minutes of work you make 100k and all i see comments from people that are like oh god i feel sorry for people who actually have to do this or you know man this is some rat stuff here or you know shit like that and it's like i i don't i i was doing this shit when i had 65 million rubles i didn't do it because i needed the money because it's fun i'm i'm fine i'm i'm cheating the system yeah. and then i get to create content about it you know, I was doing this stuff before I was creating content. It just dawned on me because people are always coming in and asking, you know, you know, what are you doing here? How are you doing this? What are you doing? You know, I was the guy that everybody asked what was the most profitable thing in the hideout. And I was like, shit, this might actually make some pretty good content. Yeah. And, th and this is the thing. It's like some people find it fun and some people don't find it fun. And that's and that's just the way it is. But for those of us who do find it fun, it's, you know, a very, you know, it's so just a, the complexity of it and just all the different combinations and like it's it's about optimization, you know, it's just like people who like to optimize and that kind of thing, it's going to be great for people who just want to run around and whatever, then, well, you're just going to pay more money on the fleet. And that's just that's that's your choice. And, you know, if you're if you find it more fun to not bother with all that stuff, which is fair enough. And even to be honest, even I get hideout fatigue from time to time, you know, and I think like especially 100 yeah, percent. As you move on with your play, you know, the more that you play and like as you've been playing for like, you know, a long time, then eventually you're just kind of like, oh, goodness me. There's like certain things where you're like, OK, well, this isn't worth me doing anymore because I'm just so fed up of just clicking mm -hmm. through the hideout. And I'd rather be in raid. Um, but yeah, you know, one of the one of the beautiful things about the Tarkov economy that I don't think a lot of people realize that it's the, the relationship between the chat and the rat is symbiotic. They can't live without each other because who do you think's buying all the shit the rats sell? <laughs> And exactly. who do you think is who? Where who do you think is making it so the chat can actually buy his M? The chad can buy his M sixty one. It's the yeah, guys in their high. This guy's grinding away in their hideout. Where are you getting M sixty one, M nine, and five now from? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder and harder. Or or even the only the found and rate only loot like APSX is now right. You can't buy APSX from the trader anymore. The only yeah. place that's coming from is people finding it in raid. Who's finding it in raid? It sure ain't the chat. The chad that's running past every cache and doesn't even know where they're at. And, you know, doesn't stop at military checkpoint to check the two weapons boxes or the guard. Why do you have the guard check key? I don't know, because I just found $200,000 in fucking ammo inside of it. That's why I have the guard check key. You know, the, stuff like that, that the, the people that play like that are the ones that, that 
feed the people that play the other way. And it, it, it's, it's one of the guys in my chat said it's a circle of life. It is the circle of Tarkov life. God, that could be such a, you know, like a counter video to Sam, to this, the Tarkov circle of life. Because it's what it is. It's, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely true. It's definitely true. And that's the thing is like, yeah, as, as you say, if you're if they're going to remove some of the high level stuff from the traders, then the top level guys need the, the low level players going around or just low impact exactly. players going around like looting stuff because there is nowhere else to get this kind of thing. Um, and it is, it is really, really good uh, what you were saying earlier about how you're seeing pretty much everybody doing like stacked rounds and that kind of thing. It's like, that's to me the way that, you know, from everything that Nikita says, it's kind of like the way that the game should be played. And, you know, anytime there's people just kind of auto sticking stuff into their mags and not, not thinking about it and just running in, that's, um, you know, kind of, yeah, just I mean, you don't see at this point in every wipe that I've ever played, M sixty one is everywhere, mm. right? It's yeah. everywhere. You see it constantly, and people start running the guns. You know, the SA fifty eight isn't a very gun anymore, very good gun anymore, but you are still seeing people run it because it sprays M sixty. You can put a fifty round mag M sixty one in it, and the M sixty one was available. And I think one of the best things they did, and when they when they they started when they reduced it from the traders, that was, and I hadn't got to level three mechanic yet to see the M sixty one craft. I kind of gave um, a hard time. I was like, this, this, this is meaningless. Dropping the cell, the, the quantity that mechanic sells or peacekeeper, whoever it is that sells M61, isn't going to do anything if you can craft 300 of it in your hideout every couple hours. Well, guess what? I got to level three uh, workbench and saw that, uh, oh shit, you can only, it takes 14 hours to craft 100 of them now. And it's the break even point to make, and that was the worst part about it, right? The biggest thing was, is that you could craft the best ammo in the game and make a profit. That was yeah. those two factors yeah. there is what broke it. You can still craft the best ammo in the game, but you sure shit ain't gonna make any money with it. Not until about thirty four right now with where red gunpowder is, it's about thirty four hundred rubles is your break even point. Um and that's if you have a level three Intel Center. So we're a long ways away from M sixty one being profitable. It probably never will, because red gunpowder will just chase the M sixty one craft. Um and I think that's good. I think I'm sad because M sixty one was a great craft. I literally had 13, 14,000 rounds of M61 crafted at the end of the wipe. It was an absurd amount of M61. And anybody else could have done that. And I didn't even craft it hard. There was like uh, two months I didn't craft hardly at all because I was doing my Alpha to Kappa series. And I still had that much. And that's just a statement of how easy it was to get. It's not that easy anymore. You can only buy 40 from the traders. It costs you 26, 2700 rubles around. You know, I don't care how good of a player you are. If you're running around every raid with full mags of M61, you're going to go broke. Yep. And there's no and reason to run it. Because nobody's running class sixes. Exactly. So you don't need to. I actually think that this is this is nice because I think we're really hitting actually on the, the crux of like where the economy's at. And we're gonna have to see how it continues to pan out. But mm-hmm. we're at this stage where, yeah, as you're saying, you know, you're running a bunch of stuff and you're doing some of the higher tier quests. It's costing you a lot of money to like insure and whatever, and then you're like back to level four. I'm running a mix of level four and level five. Like, you know, I'm not I I you know, I'm definitely not like, you know, full time player or anything in that way. But I'm kind of representative of I would say kind of the um sort of the medium medium level of play and like one and sort of on the more experienced end. Um and so it's like it's interesting seeing that where it's like, well, the best ammo in the game exists, but you manage to engineer the economy in such a way that people are incentivized not to use it even though it's there. And that's really, I think, where we're getting to, where it's like, well, you you could run it, but you won't. And that's your choice. And I think that's actually much better because the other way around, I mean, as as you were saying, right, like the way that the economy went meant that 
the ammo just completely overpowered everything. So all the ammo was just too available, and there wasn't really any point wearing armor. It was just like you just power through everything with M sixty one. Now it's like, well, maybe maybe I can buy some M sixty one. Maybe if I really am like you know face you know if I'm going to labs or whatever, I don't know. But it's like going to be for like special occasions. You know, if you need to do something very very particular, um, and it's a much much harder choice to make. Um, and I don't think that choice is really to be made now, as you said, because people aren't running that anyway. And it's really for busting through level six. It's not It's not necessary. It's not really necessary at the moment. Well, um, the durability had a huge effect on it as well, because all the higher end ammos jam more. Mm, you know what I true. never, you know what I never see anymore at all? I never see it is a vector shooting uh, seven and 31 or what is it? PBPPB <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is now. Yeah, you, you don't see it. Everybody's running six, three. <laughs> Which means when somebody shoots, you're running around an AACPC and somebody shoots you a 6-3, you know, you can sit there and do a couple of push-ups and do circles and you know, throw your gun on the ground, pick it back up, and then shoot them back before they kill you because they're not going to kill you with AP-6-3. Yeah, it's like being peppered with peas, right? Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> it's, they're, they're, they're fighting a paintball war and you're, you've got real bullets. You yeah, know, it's six three. Uh, six three is six three. It's quite, it's quite a bad round. Um, <laughs> when you're trying all, to, it's even against the Quran. You know, everybody will talk bad about the Quran, but if somebody's mm. shooting any kind of nine mil other than seven thirty one, the Quran works really well against six three. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And you, that all those facts. There was a bunch of stuff they changed that interact with one one another in the economy and in the way the game plays and everything else that I just don't think people have realized the impacts that it's had on making the game. This is probably one of the best wipes they've ever had, notwithstanding the hacking issue, some of the desync issues, the, 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 I guess, more mechanical sides of the game, I guess the back end side, I don't know how you, would you describe that. But as far as the internal game mechanics, in my mind, this is one of the best wipes they've ever come up with. And I yeah. really hope they realize that. I really do, because I think they've made this last wipe from 12.9 to 1211, they made leaps and bounds in what they did. Not just change in Bitcoin, but change in the ammo and change in the armors and change in the durabilities, you know, the jamming system. You know, it, it clean said it best when he said you can bitch about the changes they make or you can adapt your gameplay to survive in them. That's what I did. You know, I, I can't remember what my V I think my V was my blind fire and my V set up the blind fire on the corner. I changed it to fix jams now and it's fast. Yeah, I get yeah. a jam. It doesn't even hardly bother me. I, I if it's really frustrating when you line a shot up on somebody and you get like three rounds off and click and you're like, shit. And they don't die because, you know, you didn't get your full burst into them. But I don't know how many times I've gotten into a firefight with somebody with an Ash 12 and I come in to barrel stuff them and it just goes click, click, click. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'll be right back. I run away, hit the V button, come right back <laughs> in and shoot them again. You know, it's um, the, the I, I modified my gameplay for that. Same thing with looting. You know, I'm still in the process of trying to figure out like the best routes and the best way to loot because it's been totally changed. What is the most profitable way to run now is completely different than the last wipe. And I haven't found it yet. I straight can say it. I have not found the most efficient or best way to wipe. It's still sporadic and all over the place. Um, but that's a yeah. good thing. I'm excited for that. I think that's the way it should be. You, you know, they talk about having metas and things like this. There shouldn't be like a flat out, this is the best way to loot, right? That shouldn't be the case. Right. It should be completely dependent on your skill level, you know, what kind of gear you're running, what your needs are. And you talk about it all the time in the podcast, Giga Beef, is the player choices. The more choices we have to make in the game, the more successful the game will be and the more fun it is. Yeah. And I exactly. think that's where we're at. And I, I, that probably boils down that last 15 minute diatribe I just had is that's what I think they've done so successfully. This wipe is there are so many, many choices that you have to make now and none of them are the best. Like that question, anybody who's played Tarkov a lot knows that question is like the silliest question. What's the best armor? What's the best gun? What's the best loot route? There is no best. 
There is no absolutes in Tarkov. And anybody who tells you is an absolute in Tarkov, you can tell they've only been playing the game for a month or two. This is the thing. And it's because you've got like so many, it's like such a multivariate problem in, in so many ways. And like, exactly, like I've, I've spent like part, <laughs> part of like the, you know, the last two days or something, like looking through various charts I've been putting together of like different ma- metrics and stats, literally just looking at like class five armor on its own. And I'm just like, man how do i like even present this in a way that's like sensible because it's like it's really it's complicated right and it depends on what you want to do exactly but um i mean just going back to the point before about you know the way they've rebalanced the the ammo like i was just thinking through then like well while you're talking about it in terms of how they've changed it right but they haven't really changed armor armor's kind of stayed the way it was and i think like the way that i see it in my head is that armor was kind of like you know the range of armor was here and the range of ammo was like this and i feel Mm -hmm. like they've effectively just pulled it back to here so now it's like fights where you've got decent ammo people die but they don't die instantly you know fights where you're running lower tier ammo the armor you sometimes you'll die like quickly to really good ammo but you'll survive against crappy ammo and, and no one's running like insane ammo really unless you come up against some like you know mega chad um and so it just the whole thing just feels like the fights feel a bit better and they feel less like insta death and and that kind of thing as long as you're not running in, into the aforementioned issues um but yeah, look, it's uh, there was a tweet out by Dan Exert. Uh, I think it keeps it keeps popping up on my Twitter, um, which basically he was saying like, I have not yet. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he said like, I have not died to a jam once because of my playstyle. He was like, people who died mm-hmm. to jams firing on full auto out of cover. He's like the way that I play, and I've watched Dan play on his stream, and he he plays very methodically. You know, he fires from he fires from cover. He fires next to cover. So if he gets a jam, he can just like hide behind the rock and fix it, and then carry on. Right? He's not you know, moving out into the open and spraying at people at point blank or anything like that. Really, like he plays so methodically, and it's kind of like you know, it's, it's a it's a way of playing the game. But I think the way that the game is going, that playstyle will get stronger. I think. I think that will become more and more important as time goes on to you know mitigate these potentials it's like you can't just as you say you know you need to modify your play style as things change in the game and you can't just say well i don't like jams and here's a clip of me you know moving into the open and shooting at somebody and then my gun jams and then i die you know well then it's like well if that right. was a possibility then that was probably the wrong thing to do or at least Dang you it. should think about doing it a different way from what I've heard from guys too, and just from different sources and people like that, the jam- the other jams are already in the game. They just haven't turned them on yet. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to the point where you have to do different things for different jams, oh my god, people's head. I mean, just from what I know about, because I'm I'm imagining these guys are going the route of making the guns realistic and the malfunctions realistic for what happens yeah. in the in real world. Yo, when people start shooting, if if they're gonna take it to what suppressors do to a real gun. When you shoot a lot of rounds through a suppressor, you're you, everybody's going to be running jailbreak M4s. Nobody's ever going to put a suppressor on an M4 again because it's the first time you dump sixty rounds out of one of those things. You know, it's it's just a mess. It's just awful. And you, the all of these other things like overheating, stovepipes, all these other jams, all these different systems. You know, that's going to make M4s more popular because that's one of the things about that platform is it's it's incredibly easy to clear jams and keep fire up. Where you get into more. Co- I have an MDR. When I when that fucking thing jams, it lit- I have to take it, set it down. I have to pop shit apart. You know things like that. Different guns, it's gonna matter. And if they actually apply this stuff, I'm excited for it because it's gonna make more choices that you have to pick on what you're gonna do. Things like that. Um, the I think one of the big things that 
for me right now, when you it kind of circling back to where we started the conversation with a little bit, not trying to bring it back to that, but just kind of add to it is I see all of these creators and people talking about the game in such a negative way and how that's that's the worst wipe and the game's in this worst condition it's ever been in. I I can't relate to that. This has by far been one of the most enjoyable wipe experiences I've ever played. And part of that's because of me. I changed that. I didn't grind out. Kappa wasn't available, right? So I didn't grind Kappa right at the first two, three weeks, right? And I, by not available, I mean, I'm not going to grind Raiders for fucking two months yeah. to get Kappa. It's not worth it. That's not enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I changed my play style a little bit. But as far as everything they've added to the game and the depths and the things they've done, I th- this is the best wipe I've ever played of Tarkov. I'm I'm enjoying it the most. It's the more, most in-depth. It's the most complex. So when I see people saying that it's the worst or they hate it or whatever they say, right? I just, I can't relate to it. I can't understand it because for me, I, I take the game for what it is. This is what the game is. And I'll be damn sure I'll be ha- better to play this than Call of Duty. I mean, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy playing Call of Duty now and again, but it's nothing like this. I've never come back to it like I come to this. Yeah, 100%. I mean... <laughs> for me i'm actually quite pleased in some ways that they moved the kappa container to 71 because the moment they did it i was like oh that really sucks you know really sort of stops people from having to do all the bullshit that they didn't want to do the feeling of huge freedom <laughs> oh my goodness i can play the game i want to play you know um... so it's like now i just have to get to level 42 and then i just do what i like which is what i did at the end of the last wipe it's just like well, i just do what i like now and it's so much better you know without having this you know the having to chase the dragon all the way up to, you know, Kappa and do all these horrible bolt action quests and all this other crap, which I just, I just don't enjoy. I personally just don't enjoy them. Some people love doing them and that's fine, but I don't. And to not have that as a goal anymore is actually quite freeing for me in some ways, which is quite funny. Um, But I'm on the same train as you. I'm on the, I'm on exactly the same side as you. It's been, I've loved the level 20 flea thing, like playing it from the beginning of the wipe. I honestly think it's probably the best experience. Um, I oh yeah you feel for people who come in halfway and you know they need to fix that a bit or like need to think about it and like help people like that but from a you know start from the beginning of the white point of view it's been amazing it's stretched that section out like where the economy is now it's like it's harder to make money but not not so crazy that like you can't get the things you want you just now have to be smart and like have to make good choices um and yeah it's stuff like this i mean uh <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's some some chat um in my chat about you know sometimes with with malfunctions there's nothing you can do about um nothing you do about it and you die well i think there was exactly the same criticism again on like go, go and look at like some of dan exit's tweets it's, it's exactly the same thing he said well tarkov's full of rng where sometimes you know i walked out of a, a bunker and i got shot with 545 pp and it fragmented and it killed me through a level four armor and it's like well there's nothing i could do about that either um i did the scout hey, made I've... no noise until i came out and i died instantly um and I didn't even I, think it was possible, but I've I've had an M61 round. I've had a slick eat an M61 round and do blunt damage. So, yeah. Didn't and know it was even is, possible. Like, there's, so, there's so many, right? It's like sometimes a grenade does or doesn't kill you, or doesn't kill the opponent. There's, there's RNG and loot in the, in the armor. The whole penetration system is based on RNG. It's like there's just there's so much randomness. I don't think that adding... The misfires thing is annoying, and it, and it adds RNG if you're not thinking about it 
right? But so many other things do as well. So when you are thinking about it, where you're always thinking it's a possibility, people will just get used to it like they do with everything else. You know, they'll go like, well, I'm just going to have to get used to that. Sometimes it, the gun will just jam. And yeah, it surprised me the first couple of times. And now I'm starting to get used to it and thinking like, hmm, what if it jams here? And if I take the shot, it jams. Where am I going to go? You know, am I just like stood in the open? And I'm just like, hello. And as soon as I fire one shot and the second one jams, am I completely screwed? Um, I don't know. It's just like, I think people will just change their play style and they'll, and and they'll move on to the next rage event. There's a, there's a, uh, I think, a, and this is BSG's fault, I think. I, I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily say it's their fault. It's a product of what, how they do things. The, from people that are know much more about the way the system of the game works than me, I've been told on multiple occasions that the jamming system is not RNG. It seems like RNG. Everybody thinks it's RNG because they don't understand how it works. They don't understand the mechanics of it. So it feels like it's RNG, but it's really not. There's a lot of factors that come into that. And obviously there is a point where the dice rolls, obviously, because there has to be right. Because yeah. it doesn't like jam on the third round every time. Right. It's there's a, there's a point where the RNG kicks in, but it's not 100 percent RNG. It's like 10 percent RNG. There's a lot of things you have to do to get to the point to where a jam RNG will actually occur. And, um, you know, it's it's just like, you know, technology to savages looks like magic, you know, People that don't understand math make it looks like it's a random event when it's completely calculated and it has happened because you did these four things wrong. And that's what I've, in my experience, that's what I figured out. It's keep your gun fixed. Don't put suppressors on it and don't run top tier ammo. If you don't do three of those things, you're not going to run into many jams. You know, when I see jams is when I have a 60 round mag, I'm running Eagle Nick and I'm spraying out a suppressed AK-74N. The thing jams three times in a raid on me. And I've had tons of raids where I'll run an MDR shooting m80 and it never and it's loud and I, it never jams once mm. and in my mind mm. in my mind that's completely broken the mdr should jam all the damn time at least that's what it doesn't <laughs> at least mine does but <laughs> <laughs> um the uh uh i I, th I think there's a lot of criticism to the game that's based in ignorance i guess that's what i'm saying and people are unwilling to get past that ignorance they just like you said they just want to rage and when one problem gets, you know, somebody calls them out and says, you're wrong. This is not how this works. They go, yeah, well, they broke labs loot. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Now we're onto this one now. You know, it's, <laughs> it, 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 that's Twitter, right? That's what Twitter is. Yep, exactly. I mean, uh, just rounding the conversation off on Twitter. I mean, I, th I think I've come to a new rule, which is basically only read the headlines and don't ever click into any threads. Yeah. Oh. That is my new rule. That is my new rule. It has to be done. Otherwise, I just end up like time syncing. To make that a t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Just like to scroll through, read the headlines. Don't drill into any of them. Some of the, if a comment gets popped out because it's super popular, then you can read that one as well. But just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Don't yeah. drill in. Just keep scrolling. Oh my goodness. Keep scrolling. Uh, yep, yep. Oh, it's right. the youtube comments you fight that in the youtube comments too i know you guys have talked about that and i see it i've turned it's it's a joke for me like the youtube comments section it's like like i i want to start doing an awards program for the dumbest comments i've ever seen on on youtube like you could turn that into i guess people do do that they do they uh they turn they make whole videos of youtube comments i guess that's something you could do but it's like some of the stuff people say on youtube and you're just like what game are you playing right now because it's not tarkov <laughs> Uh, some of them honestly are just so funny um and i actually there's one that just pops pops to mind actually i think we're probably just running out of time a little bit but this one i need i honestly need to because i actually screenshotted this i nearly put this on twitter myself but it was a little too long <laughs> so i'm gonna cut it down it was like basically the first bit and the last bit which is quite funny and basically the guy writes hi and then links a timestamp and the timestamp is me like 
pre-firing and spraying a 50-round P90 mag at a dude wearing level four, 5 armor and killing him, right? <laughs> and he's written, hi, timestamp. That is why you should not play Tarkov. Go and play COD. You clearly did not understand this game. You are not supposed to play like Rambo, right? And then he said, talks about modular armor because he was on that video. And then at the end it says, I hope that this will succeed in a more careful game. The run and gun CSGO COD players are destroying this game. Shame on you and all your kind. <laughs> absolutely love it it's so funny i was like i was your kind i was roaring with laughter i was like me and my kind like man i must be one of the least like chatty youtubers like tarkov streamers out there but it's like i've watched you play you've done such big flanks you run into people from the next raid (laughs) oh it's so funny man honestly i love it so i just it just you just have to find the joy in it you know rather than getting annoyed or whatever just find the joy i think that's probably the hardest thing about the youtube stuff yeah yeah. um you're a better person than me i I just get the press that these people exist (laughs) i'm I'm that guy i'm the inverse of that guy Uh, i always fall back on the george carlin quote and you see it in the you see it in the youtube comments remember how stupid the average person is and remember that half the population is dumber than that (laughs) that's good Remember that. how stupid the average YouTube comment is, and remember half of them are going to be dumber than that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Well, I think I think we're actually kind of running out of time. Like, is there any uh, anything else you guys want to cover before we finish off? Or, uh... oh man, you guys let me nerd out on the economy. Like, usually I only get to do it on the stream. I start talking like this, and I just watch my stream numbers go down, 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 down. Yeah. Until I, <laughs> then I get killed by Tagilla, and they come back up. And... No, I love I, lo- I love the economy too. It's why it's uh, so good to to have you on and have you chat about it because it's um it's such know, a powerful part of the game. Yeah, and I don't it drives think so much. I don't think there's enough people that talk, but like there's definitely a you know a, a big pl- section of the player base that likes looking at this stuff. And I actually still do think there probably isn't enough content on it to be honest. So, um, it's yeah, it's it's good. It's like a, a nice a nice gap, I suppose. Uh, that you, that's because you know, church is like here doing it. this and not working on videos right now. <laughs> exactly church where's the whip <laughs> it's a fire hose <laughs> whips leave marks <laughs> okay that was odd humor there <laughs> well on that on, the, oh. on that note <laughs> yeah someone's got some editing to do you know what I'm saying <laughs> He's going to be like that AK-74 in video the other day. I'm tired, boss. (laughs) All right, guys. I think I appreciate you um, having me on. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Always a blast. Um, Yeah. Sorry you missed a week, guys. Um, I know the Gav Talk Discord was very big, sad, busy, sad. But uh, we'll throw this up on YouTube, Spotify, the usuals, you know. And um, with that, see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks, Harry, for coming on. Thanks, guys.